Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are live. 11 personnel is back for the 200th time. That's right. 200 episodes of 11 personnel come and gone. I'm Nick Roush. He's Adam Luckett. We made it. Happy birthday. <laughs> 200. It's a milestone. We're only about 2,000 short of Bill Simmons, Nick, so we're going to get there one day. <laughs> but maybe, but not today, but just stay with us. But seriously, like, that we've made it 200. It's pretty cool, I have to say. Uh, do we even know when we started this? Is it three three seasons? It was after the media days in 2019. Oh, after so you be, told Nick Saban what uh, 12 personnel is, right? Well, the couple, couple media days before that one, but yeah. Okay. Wait, I thought I thought nineteen was A um, and M, right? Was that or was that after COVID? That was probably after COVID. Uh, yeah, I get, not A and M, but Texas and Oklahoma joining. Yeah, that was uh, twenty twenty one. That was yeah. the only media days I've been to to this gotcha. point. Now gotcha. this year, we're gonna have a whole damn basketball <laughs> team. <laughs> so we, so there was one year uh, when SEC country became a thing. Yeah, they all showed up wearing their SEC country polos, <laughs> and it was. I mean, there was 50, 60 people there. So right. that's basically going to be KSR because um, we got we got the whole crew going. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. We have our own headquarters uh, outside of it. So we're going to take Nashville by storm. But that's a little bit off in the distance. Um, and until then, we've got a little bit of a gap. And this is, uh, this is our vacation time, admittedly, coming up. So Luckett's got some time off. Uh, I'm doing a bachelor party, so this might be your next. This might be the last episode for a couple weeks. We, I might, might sprinkle in an interview here or there. You know, we'll see. But might take a little two weeks siesta. So this uh, is what Brian Robinson is going to commit. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> now, the, see, the beautiful thing is though, is we can just do rapid reactions. That's what I was going to say. I, I could squeeze away for a rapid reaction, right quick. Yeah, no doubt. yeah. As long as I'm um, not on the golf course, or even if maybe I, if, that might be a better rapid reaction. If I'm just in the golf, oh. in the golf cart. <laughs> well, that was what happened on Friday, uh, or no, Wednesday of last week. First time I played, or second time I played golf all year, Tavani Mazel commits and Antonio yeah. Reeves comes back all within like 10 minutes of one another. It's like, well, you know, guess I should golf more often. Um, and here's the thing, Luckett, while we got time to be sidetracked, um, because we do, I'm a di- I, I, I could see getting hooked now to golf because I'm I'm finally striking it consistently. So really, it just comes down to like if you're making putts, like I might be scoring. So I, I had a round the other day where we were we were around the green in three almost every time. We were within like oh make a little shot here. Things get interesting. Did I make any of the shots? Not really, but still, just just getting good enough to where you think you can be good. That's really what that sport is all about. Just thinking you're good enough to play. It's always, you always have, the, usually it's like the two or three shots that get you back. Oh, yeah. Like, I had one of them that was like, it was chipping from like 30 feet off that it hit the hill and it rolled back perfectly. And they did, they said, you don't even have to putt that par. It was so close. That's yeah. when you're, you're just like, oh, I'm the man. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's golf for you. It, it always finds a way to get you back. 
reel you back in. Well, uh, hopefully you enjoy some sunshine in Florida. I'll be at a bachelor party um, during my ventures, and I haven't done one in four years or so, and I don't, you know, there's a lot more miles on the tank now, like, and I'm not used to. <laughs> Last bachelor party I went to in January it took me about a week to recover, so. Oh, gosh. Godspeed to you. That was a Vegas one, though. That's, you know, it's all gas, no brakes. Yeah, we're we're driving back from Charleston on Sunday. And that that's going to be dead. Good luck. That, that's yeah. all I really have to say. It's not going to be great, but uh, you know, we'll persevere. We'll push through. Um, just like we'll persevere and we'll keep talking nonsense. Plenty of Kentucky football and recruiting, like we had the last two hundred episodes. Uh, big big thanks to everybody for for locking in along the way. It's had some ebbs and flows. Uh, we're now doing this on camera. It's a little bit different. Um, we appreciate all our live viewers on the chat. And, um, yeah, it's just really cool. I mean, I am a, not to get ahead of ourselves, but ACC Media Days is it's going to be it's going to be fun because, you know, um, not to act like it's this taxing job, but if you got all – like, there, there's so much out there, but you can't really get to it all just because – you gotta you gotta do the dirty work, right? Like you gotta check this box and that box. So it's gonna be fun having um, a lot more resources to devote to doing some some fun stuff. You know, uh, whether we're making our bets with SEC Mike and cousin Shane or whatever it might be, uh, should be should be a lot of fun. Now, yeah, it is. You know, like it is a grind. Running on fumes usually Wednesday and Thursday. Just about, but it's a fun grind. Like just being able to get out and talk ball, and it's really to me, Nick. That's the kickoff of the season. Yeah, like the yeah. season is here. Yeah, when we get back from vacation, that's when we really back back from vacation. That's when we really start hammering out the preseason content, right? Yeah, We're previews really, and position previews, schedule mm-hmm. predictions. All of that comes right at, when that arrives, and then once media days is over, you got two weeks, and the camp starts. So, like, that is the official kickoff of the season. And that's why it's such an exciting time to me. And then there's always – usually we get something crazy happens during that week. Texas-Oklahoma was the last one. They're two years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm there's to think been some Kentucky-related ones, too, that uh, can be a little bit spicier than most. Well, we had uh, the Rodriguez stuff that was just kind of hovering over everybody yeah. last year. That was very obnoxious, um, and I think we ended up learning that in between the media days and the actual right. start. Um, but um, it'll also be fun just being in Nashville too for the event. I mean, just as a, as it. Well, speak for we, yourself. But you, you know, like having just um, a different venue. You know, you kind of. I get set in my ways, right? Like yeah. we're these old journalism hacks. Like I've been doing. I know the the Hoover setup, like the back of my hand. I've even figured out the Atlanta one. Having a new place to explore is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll we'll get to experience that. Uh, there's a concert. There's a there's a country concert downtown too, Midland. Where I saw them at Forecastle, and they they're like you're in between. They're kind of like hippie country and you know new country and old. You know it, it's fun enough. You know we'll have ourselves a good time. Um, will there be any? Will there be any sports happening at, while we're? Oh, the Reds. That's right. Bet on the Reds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little baseball. Uh, which, by the way, SEC championship. I mean, excuse me, College World Series championship tonight. SEC championship. Basically, they're the same thing. Who we got? Uh, I've got Florida. I think Florida. Ooh, ooh. Well, go Tigers. 
Come on. Let's go LSU. I I mean, some of it's just wishful thinking, but I, I don't know what they're going to do with Skeen. That was, that was nuts on Sunday. <laughs> 24 runs. Pretty crazy. Um, yeah. I like seeing Florida lose in things, though, much more than I like seeing LSU lose. So I hope you're wrong, Luckett. Um, take that, Florida. Let's get to some recruiting stuff. Florida's been obnoxious because they've been obnoxious on the recruiting path. But uh, last weekend was the f- last round of official visits. So maybe we start with a little bad news first, then good news. Bad news is Ohio State went all in on Damari Unwitten. Uh, he was in Columbus. You just kind of hope that Kentucky could weather the storm. Uh, I saw a stat where I think this is only the second time since 1996 that they've taken two tight ends in a class or more. Something, something crazy like that. They just normally just do one tight end at a time. And um, not this year. So that, that was kind of uh, bad luck on Kentucky's end. Uh, hard to recruit a player out of Glenville, especially one that Ohio State really wants. He commits on that visit. And um, – I think, though, that it's not the the worst news in the sense that you do feel good about the tight end that they got in uh, Willie Rodriguez, who committed the day before on on Friday uh, on Kentucky Sports Radio. And what my my biggest thing with Rodriguez is just that I, I I operated under the assumption big guy from Covcat, he's just going to be a uh, lumberjack, knucklehead, just headbuster, right? But dude has a lot of great open ball skills, and Kentucky had to beat out some uh, pretty significant players to get his services. Yeah, I think going back to Witten, Glenville is going to Glenville. I mean, that's just that was for me the whole thing in that recruitment. It was just you know, could they overcome that? You know, to me, you had to hope Witten just didn't make a decision, so then maybe Ohio State fills up, and then you can get him late. Mm-hmm. If, if they wanted him, they're just going to get him. Yeah, you, know, you would rather them want him now, and then instead in November. Yeah, so, that's true. And so you know you can figure out what you want to do there. Uh, but the, Glenville's just going to Glenville. Like if Demario Nick is at Cincinnati, Princeton, or whatever, or if he's at um, Massillon, Washington. Yeah, Kentucky yeah. probably. If he's at Springfield, Alama or a Toledo, Dayton, you know, yeah, they're, they're probably going to get him. But that he was in Cleveland, Glenville, Ohio State just takes guys like him out of there. I mean, they yeah. just do. And if it's if it's borderline for them, which Witten was probably pretty close, they they get the benefit of the doubt there with Glenville. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so that was I surprised by that. No, I had a feeling it was coming when his teammate Bryce West committed. That day, I was like, "Well, this isn't great." When they're and he did the sneaky where he goes and camps there. Yeah, and that to me was like, if you camp here, we're probably going to offer you as long as you don't bomb. He goes and camps there. He probably earned a commendable offer. I would say that my hunch is probably that's what happened, and then they just went ahead and committed. Just is what it is, you know. You, you Glenville, it's just that pipeline's really, really strong, and it's also like. Recruiting Ohio for Kentucky, at least for me, Nick, like it seems like they struggle more. Like if you talk Northwest, like guys from Cleveland, guys from Akron, uh, Lakewood, St. Ed. Yeah, yeah. That's not typically their area. For Kentucky, no. it's usually like Cincinnati, Dayton, 
in northeast. So you get up in Youngstown, you get up to Maslin. That's typically the areas they do a little bit better in. But I, I just don't. AJ Rose might be the last one from that corridor. Yeah. Um, so that's going back to 2016, 17, something like that. Yeah. So I just I I don't think that was that wasn't a real big surprise to me uh, that, that 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 happened. I always thought. Witten was kind of a long shot because of that. They needed some things to break their way, and they typically don't well, with Ohio State and Glenville. Was uh, Orville Reese, was he Glenville as well, or was he mm-hmm. just in that area? He yeah. transferred over there, I think, after his junior season. Okay. okay. Uh, but he so was the same. Cr- he was similar to Witten, where he camped at Kentucky. Kentucky really thought they were going to get him. They had a they're going to get an OV schedule with him during the season. But it, with Orville, it was always like, is he going to be a take for Ohio State? And then, like yeah. in August, he gives a committable. You know, they give him that committable offer, and he just jumps on it. Well, our uh, friend of the program, Justin Rowland, said there's always one guy that in each class that Kentucky's higher on the most that Ohio State ends up just taking. Yeah, you know, like it kind of, and that's. But you know what? I mean, it's Ohio State, right? Like it's the same thing with losing out on some other guys to Michigan. I mean, just. At the end of the day, it's it's Ohio State and Michigan. They're two of the top five, definitely top ten, but I'd say two of the top five programs just as far as logos in the sport. Like it's hard to, it's going to be hard to overcome that, especially with a bunch of teenagers that you look at logos, you like what you see, you go for it. So, um, you know, it, it kind of as Mark Stoops would say, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean the Michigan thing here lately has really been unfortunate. It's made things harder, I think, for Kentucky and Ohio. You know, you get fickle out of there, but then you just kind of have there's a new set of problems. Mm-hmm. But I still think Kentucky's in – to me, Nick, like a lot of things are aligned. Like, it's Brian Robinson. Because if you get him in the class, everything's kind of fine. But if you don't, some of the inefficiencies early, I think, mm, yeah, could really could, be hand, could, could criticized. They could sneak up on you. Um, and we'll – Let's get to that in a little bit. We're going to talk about who's up next, potentially moving forward. Uh, but I, I did want to mention some of the other players that officially visited elsewhere last weekend. Um, and it's it's one of those big-time big, big time spots that Kentucky has struggled with as of late, and that's at offensive tackle. Because Jaquan Shaq-McCoy, he was at Oregon. A lot of crystal balls rolling that way, Luckett. And then Jonathan Daniels, he's been picking up a lot of Florida State predictions as of late after he visited Tallahassee. He's from nearby. Uh, not not looking great. Not looking great there, Mr. Luckett. Yeah, I mean, those, these are the two top targets, and I don't think Kentucky's getting either one of them, at least not right now. Yeah. I've said before that McRoy commitment, or that McRoy recruitment is not over. It's going to be a long, drawn-out, battle until the bitter end so it's looking like he's probably going to commit to Oregon soon but that thing's not over as far as Daniels goes Nick that's a local kid for Florida State in the panhandle highly ranked of offensive tackle prospect you know this Florida State visit has always been a big one this was their big OV weekend yeah I put a pick in for Daniels to go to Florida State on Sunday I just think they've just been the favorite the entire time uh, the one thing that is at least somewhat of a positive, uh, Julius Solomon, he was one of the Kentucky targets that was also officially visiting Florida State last weekend. Um, he teased some news today. I doubt that's a commitment. 
usually teases like that are for, you know, top five or whatever. He even said, he came back and said it was going to be a top five. Okay. Yeah. Later that night, last night. But you've had some commitments go elsewhere after this weekend, but at least it's not complete swing and a miss for the Cats. That's a guy that uh, you got him on campus. You also got his really talented cousin on campus. So uh, that that's one you're still in play for down the road. Uh, and I'm trying to think, are there any other ones that kind of popped after? I, none that really came to mind. No other guys that were on the big board that all of a sudden you, you feel like they're uh, – they're on shaky territory, right? Um, so that's at least a, a positive. Solomon's another recruitment. That thing's got to last into the season. Like you need it yeah. to linger. Kind of like Kendall Jackson we talked He's, about last week. One, got him one for to linger. Fi- you got him for an official. You need to get him back here for a game. Uh, you need that thing to linger. Like, yeah, I think Kendall Jackson is another one. You need it to linger. Yep. Uh, but if it lingers, I think Kentucky's got a pretty good chance there. Um, Another one, Nick. We got a question in uh, on Cast Board. What have you heard, uh, from a Blue Wildcat? What have you heard for, about Terry and Nichols? I saw that Michigan is starting to prioritize him. Do you you think we hold them off, Nichols? Nick, the cornerback from Cincinnati. I think Kentucky's got a really really good shot with him. Uh, like I just mentioned, that's that's more the sweet spot recruiting wise mm-hmm. for Kentucky. Uh, Michigan, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a Michigan thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, it's starting to look like it's a Kentucky-Michigan battle, potentially, for him. He was there last weekend and got away with there without a commitment. Yeah. I think one thing that's good, too, like it, is that unlike some of these previous ones with Michigan, the the experts are seemingly all over the board here. Like, there's never – you get, yeah. like, r- random crystal balls or RPMs for, you know, like a Wisconsin or Michigan. It, nobody can seem to kind of put their finger on where which way he's leaning. Yeah, the Which, thing I worry. Yeah, the thing I worry about with Nichols is he got an Alabama offer right when his UNLV started, and then he went and like camped at Ohio. I think he got an Ohio State offer, and then he went and camped at Alabama. Yeah, like, and that's right after he got his OV with Kentucky. Yeah, so that's a little concerning to me that he might be, you know, that, that one of those guys get involved, and then you're really, if you're Kentucky, it's going to be hard mm-hmm. to win out there. But, yeah, I think they definitely have a shot at him. And it seems like to me, Nick, that they might prefer him over Cameron Keys, who was another cornerback that OV'd. Final four was Kentucky, Missouri, Vandy, Mississippi State. So if they if they decide to maybe more lean towards Nichols, that can maybe cause them to lose Keys. And so then what you do at cornerback after that. So that's something to monitor. But they did just pick up a cornerback that – what is, I think was an intriguing addition in Quavo Marshall. Yeah, so let's let's get into the commitments from last week. We had, was it five? Five, yeah. Five in five days, and that's including the kicker. Um, just kick it through the uprights. Uh, split but, the pipes, uh, baby. Split the pipes. Uh, Willie Rodriguez is a guy we talked about uh, a lot that saved the best for last, if you will. Um, I don't think that's necessarily the case, but it's good to get an in-state guy who – I think probably will get a rankings bump before it's all said and done because he does have some good tape out in open space for a guy his size, uh, which which surprised me. And w- one other thing too, with the Witten kind of development, you since you're not taking two tight ends, you can take extra offensive linemen, right? Like you can 
you got a little bit of wiggle room in that regard. So that's that's something to look forward to. But what what do you like? I, I know you touched on it maybe briefly this morning on KSR, but what do you like about what Rodriguez is bringing? And then maybe we could segue into, into Quavo Marshall. Yeah, I just think Rodriguez is just – he checks a lot of boxes at tight end. He's got the size you want. He's got the play strength you want. Uh, he's He can – I project him to be able to guy who can – complete a numerous number of blocks. Like I think he's got the power to help out in line. I think he's got the foot agility to be a good kind of like outside zone blocker. I think even Nick, he's got the athleticism where you could line him up in the slot. And so on some of that quick game throws, he can be a lead blocker and he can handle whether you want to put a big edge out there or if it's a corner, I think he can block both of those guys in space potentially. As a pass cat, he's an intriguing looking player because he's like a, I call him a long limb prospect. Like he's got long legs and he's got long arms. Mm-hmm. And so he's got, because of that, he's got a pretty good catch radius. And he, when he gets, when he gets his engine revved up, he can move. Yeah. So, yep. And so he can move in space. And that's, that's intriguing, I think, as a prospect. And he's got, I think he's got a frame he's really going to grow into. Uh, he's six, four ish. 6'5", and he's going to be about 240 pounds, I think. He's going to be a big tight end. Like, the thing with Caddis you worry about is if he's just not for tight end, he's not very big. Mm-hmm. But, like, when Rodriguez is going to be a big tight end and he can do some of the athleticism things you want, uh, potentially from a guy like that, and I just think he's going to be a really good fit as, like, a, the why, the why, the true why tight end, um, but also has maybe a higher ceiling than maybe a guy like Bates or a guy like, Justin Rigg because of maybe some of the athleticism. Athletic traits, yeah. But that's yeah. kind of – I put him in that bucket, kind of like a, the bigger wide tight end that's going to be like their top blocker. But I think he could give them some more potential pass-catching ability, which is why I think you should be excited about him. He's just a really good fit, I think, for what Kentucky wants to do on offense. And he's a guy I could see potentially playing early. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he's – you know, by November he's playing some as a true freshman. Yeah, and we've seen Kentucky have some success with young players at that position in recent years as well. Um, meanwhile, uh, the day before, we did get we got a couple of nice surprises since the last time we recorded uh, because Jaquavius Quavo Marshall, he, um, he falls in that high-ceiling athletes that Kentucky's been recruiting out of the South, where it used to be like it, all of these kind of mid-three stars that filled in recruiting classes were guys from Ohio, where Kentucky was just kind of trying to get roots in, and you just hope that some of them would stick. You had a couple, you know, with Fortner, right? Like, that ended up being a long-term payout. You, Benny Snell, you know, you've had some of those. Um, not all of them are going to hit, but... Marshall, like the, this new strategy where you got Marshall now, Cam Dooley is announcing July 4th. He could be in that mix. They've recruited a lot of these guys where it's hard to even gauge what they're going to do well at UK because their highlight tape is so many things other than what they're going to do at UK. But he's big. He's got some good athletic tools um, where you can you can see, like, all right, I, I get why UK is taking a chance on this guy as a developmental prospect because – He's what they're looking for. He checks all the athletic boxes for them. Yeah, I think Antoine Smith goes in this bucket that you're talking about. Um, traits heavy prospects, mm-hmm. high ceiling prospects, but prospects that have a bu- they've got some bus rate too. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
You might uh, never see the field. <laughs> so I think with like with Marshall, here's what stands out to me when I watch this tape. Length, like he's a legit six three, six four. Arm length, tie shoes real, without standing up, right? Without kneeling over, really yeah. long yeah. arms. Yeah, he was a receiver first. It looks like on tape, really good mm-hmm. ball skills. I thought there's tape of him making a one handed grab, diving catches, tracking the ball in the air, like really good instincts as a pass catcher. That's been an issue for Kentucky at corner. Finding the football, ball skills. Yeah. making plays on the football. You know, so getting a guy like that, I think, is intriguing for what Kentucky wants to do, and just the scheme fit and the player comp. Like Chris Westry is going to be a popular comp for him, but I also think he's probably an in betweener guy. Like I think he's Derek Beatty and Lonnie Johnson might be closer comp. I mean, they, I think mm-hmm. he's kind of in that area, but I think the receiver aspect of him makes him really intriguing as because of the potential ball skills he has. It's also willing, willing tackler. But to me, Nick, what I worry about him is he's skinny. Uh, I thought he had narrow shoulders. So you worry about if you're that thin. How much playing, can you fill in? Yeah. Well, if you're playing that boundary quarterback and you're, or, and you're lining up against X receivers, which is what his projected position to me will be at Kentucky, physically in this zone scheme where you got to get hands on guys and you got to reroute them, can he, you know, can, physically can he do that? Um, and then the speed. Whenever you get these big corners, the speed is a big. Well, it's concerning. Like, what is his legit speed? And that's this is you can deal with some of that, but you got to make up for it with your instincts and your your length helps you make up for that. And he does show, I think, some good instincts with how he can ball track. And then the length is, I mean, it's real deal. And there's reps on tape where you can see that where he takes a false step or takes a bad step, but he's able to recover and extend, get a hand on the ball because of that length. But he's raw. He's going to have to be developed and coached up. But if he hits, you could see him. There's guys like him every year in the draft. The one, yeah. the corner at Kansas State, Kansas State was the first one I thought of. Brent's in this last class. There's they want NFL has values these six three six four corners that can play in a cover three scheme and just have all this length. He kind of fits that. And so if you can hit on him, I think that there's definitely NFL draft and kind of all SEC potential with it. What always it, it reminds me of watching some of the highlights of the the D two guys, the Livingstone guys, because this guy's at a very small school in middle of nowhere, Alabama, and sometimes it looks like he's playing against the freshman team, you know, where yeah. like he's just and, and so you just it's hard to gauge the speed, you know, some of that just it's just tough. How well does it translate? Uh, we'll see, but you know, you can afford. Right now, to to roll the dice on some of those guys, yeah. Uh, and but it's also making Georgia like he, he's, he's making. Well, who's the middle of nowhere guy? Who's from Valley High School? That's, that's Cam nowhere. Dooley. Okay, all right. I'm getting my guys mixed up. Uh, but but making, with him, with Marshall, like there's just dudes down there. So he's athletically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's gonna look. He looks the part. I get and, I get all like, my ATHs mixed up. Look at they. Yeah. They just like the prospects they're getting to me. They just they're just taking ball like give us some traits and then we'll kind of we'll develop we'll develop the traits when they get here. Like Antoine Smith is playing Jack linebacker for Atlanta Westlake, and they, I think they want to play him at will here at Kentucky. And then Marshall, he's new at cornerback, and he's going to be playing a different style of football when he gets to Kentucky. But they're willing to develop that, and 
give us those traits, we can kind of develop it. I think length has been a big deal for them. We've heard about yeah. defensive line length lately. Corner, I think they're looking for length. And at all positions, I think they're looking for bigger, bigger players. We've seen this sort of model followed before Kentucky, recruit and develop, right? One model we haven't seen, the Tavani Mazel recruitment is a fascinating one because, um, as we mentioned a week ago, you know, his cousin, top 100, true freshman now at Florida, big-time prospect. He moved around a lot and at one point was the number five running back in the country. And he played on one of those elite seven-on-seven teams and stood out as, I mean, this dude's maybe the best pass-catching running back in his class. He goes to Matha, seemingly starts slipping down boards, uh, Georgia, where he was committed, just sounded like they were good too. Very rarely lucky do you get somebody where he was once the creme de la creme of his class at that position, slide down. He's still considered a top 500 prospect. Oklahoma was still in on him. They got him to campus for an official visit. So it's not like he just fell off the face of the earth and can't play football anymore. It's just a little weird to see this because this is just – a different kind of recruiting profile that I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what to compare it to. I don't know what to liken it to. Um, and, and I, I, I really don't know what to make of it other than I do like his pass catching prowess. And I, I just question though, like I, I haven't seen this before. This, this is just a new one. It's kind of like uh, dropping a dropping for me. It's very, uh, it's, it's, it's like dropping a horse down in class. Like I just don't, I don't typically like that when you got – they're just like they haven't won up at the top, so you move them down and try to beat lesser competition. That's the only analogy I can make, and that it's a horse racing handicap thing that I try to avoid. So I don't know – I don't know what to make of Tavani Mizell other than the fact that he is bigger for one of those pass catchers, and he kind of looks like Demi Sumacarmbe. So at least we have seemingly an archetype for what Jay Bulware likes in his running backs. That's probably my biggest takeaway from all of this. Yeah, I hear you on the kind of the the rankings drop. That is not what you would prefer to see. Yeah, right. Uh, Normally it's like Wilcox the other way around where he's nothing do, and then blows up weight. I do think the changing high schools, it's not like being in Ohio and changing high schools three times. Uh, South Florida's just different, man. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Just, this stuff happens all the time. Heck, Javon Brown, didn't he play at like three different high schools? Maybe even four. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, this is this is just stuff that happens all the time in South Florida. I mean, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually like that he went to the Matha because that's a legit program yeah, with yeah. legit coaching. And so I think you got a better feel for his play style and what he can do at the Matha. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's a legit team, a legit competition he's going against. Yeah. He's not 195, 200 pounds, Nick. He's got some breakaway speed. Uh, I don't think he's like super duper burner, but he can, if he gets in the open field, he can go. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that the pass catching is intriguing with him. It really is just kind of a yak guy, swing guy that can go get you. That is intriguing. I thought he was pretty patient as a runner. He does a good job letting blocks develop, and then he can, then he's not afraid to get north and south, and then he can go a little bit. And so he checks it. It's running backs, you know, like you're going to hit, you're going to hit, you're, there's a lot of them that can play. So I don't really worry about like the rankings drop too much because of that. Um, 
but I think he's going to be a nice fit, especially if they can tag him with Jason Patterson. I think those two will go to you. Like, you tag those two with Jamarian Wilcox, I think he would have a nice blend of explosive playmaking and then size and in between the tackles running. And I think that would be three solid recruiting wins at the tailback position. And there's plenty to like about, I think, each of them in their own right, mm-hmm. all three of those prospects. And so I think it's a good win. I think for Bullware, it's a solid first start to his recruit, recruiting his position at Kentucky. He's replacing a guy that struggled mightily recruiting and uh, John Settle. And so it's nice to see him get on the board in his position with like beating out some what like established winning programs like Mac Brown, North Carolina, Oklahoma was the first school to get Mizell, I think, for a visit after he decommitted from Georgia. They were right in on him when that happened. And so he, he had some legit interest from programs. And it's, I think he's just got a chance to be a good player at the next level. I also think, too, that uh, running back is just, it's kind of like the NFL right now. The lack of prioritization makes it, you know, tough. Uh, but what I've learned, too, from past experience is you don't have to be a four-star back to have a lot of success at Kentucky. Uh, plenty of track record there. Um, and that's why I kind of want to look ahead to where Kentucky is now, what's next. And I, there's, a, there's a lot of – I don't – but there's, there is a good amount of angst. Is Kentucky behind uh, right now? Uh, the Wildcats have nine commitments. Um, and on, on three, two of them are unranked, which is why the recruiting rankings dipped to 45th nationally. You got a kicker mixed in there, uh, so that's tough. But I, I, I think the important thing to note is that they've gotten their in-state guys that they wanted, and that includes a, a blue-chip quarterback, something that you rarely get to see, right? So there is reason to believe that more will be joined to the fold if one of the next guys to commit is uh, one Brian Robinson, who uh, felt like, I'm not getting nervous like it, but you know, you're just kind of like, well, Kentucky did all the right things. Is it, is it going to be time? Like, when are we, when are we going to get something here? Is uh, something to be cooking up? Because feels like it should be Kentucky, but now it just, time's ticking. And, but if you get him in the fold, then you've got, two legitimate anchors at positions, you know, premier positions. Mazel has a, has a lot of big-time chops as well. Getting Robinson in the fold along with maybe a couple other sprinkled in around July 4th, and you would have half your class filled going into the fall period. Like That would feel like you're off to a good start, but a lot of it, like you said, is contingent on getting Brian Robinson also in the mix here. Yeah, I think a lot of the angst, Nick, is just Texas Oklahoma's coming in the league. Probably going to nine games. And I think people were worried about maybe is Kentucky hit the hard ceiling and can they get to the twelve team playoff? Uh, so I think people were worried about that. But there's we have more tools that there's more tools at the disposal now for program. Oh yeah. Yeah. And roster building. High school yeah. recruiting, the NIL factor, and then just the portal, right? You know, ha- like, 
half of the guys that sign in this class won't be on the team in three years. Yeah. That's just a fact, you know? Yeah. It's a point blank fact. Well, especially guys that, like right now in the process, if you've got the portal on the back end and you've got a budget to use, you're not going to spend a lot of your budget now. You're going to spend them on prove it, like on, on known entities or big fish that you need to land later on right. in the process. Right. And so the question really is, can Kentucky build – what Kentucky has to do to make the playoffs is consistently have like a top 20-ish roster time over time, and then when you have the big year, the schedule sets up right, you could potentially get in the 12 team. They can do that without having – with not. they don't have to recruit at a top 15 high school level to do that, in my opinion. Like you can, They've shown they can do it in the portal. They've mm-hmm. done a very good job, I think, working the transfer portal, and they're getting QBs now, which mm-hmm. you know, helps a lot because then, you, then you're double-dipping at the most important position because um, you've got to have the portal in your back pocket if it doesn't work out with these guys instead of having the, that was your only option. Uh, what I think, like, what, what you really want to look for is you really need to check off the premium positions in high school recruiting, the ones that are hard to get. Quarterback. Edge. Edge. <laughs> you know, defensive, interior defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And, Dion. Uh, Dion. And then tackles. That, and yeah. that, the last one's been the most, been the biggest issue, I think, for them yeah. as of recently at least. And so they, I think they're doing a decent job on this. I think if we could fast forward to getting Harley Gilmore and Brian Robinson in this class, two guys I've projected to pick Kentucky, RPM picks, check them out. Like you just, you just look, you just feel a lot different about this class. Yeah. Especially with Gilmore because blue chip I mean, receiver, big time guy, yeah. blue chip receiver, best QB prospect the program has landed um, in at least a decade, maybe since couch, you can make the argument. And then, Brian Robinson, a top five player in Ohio, mm-hmm. a top 150 edge, would be the third highest ranked guy to sign with Kentucky on the defensive side of the ball behind Trevin Wallace and Justin Rogers. And if he follows their footsteps, he's going to, that's playing as a true freshman, that's starting as a sophomore, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you're not, like, they're not in terrible shape, I don't think. Uh, they just got to, they, just got to close on some of these guys. And I think just some of the angst just was just how they started so slow these last two cycles. I mean, incredibly slow. But but ne- neither of them had a top 100 quarterback as an anchor, right? And that's, yeah. I think that's just something that gets overlooked by because he's a local prospect and we talked about him for so long. And now that he's in the fold, you're just kind of like, you know, if it, hell, it almost feels like Bowie's already on the team too, as much as he's shown up around campus. Yeah, I just we just gotta see how they, they this thing works out. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, like I said, if they miss on Robinson, and you know, you get into the season and you only got ten commits, and Bowie's maybe your only big dog in right. the class, that's concerning. Uh, but I I don't think that's gonna happen. I think they're gonna get that kid, and so and then you just look. at you got two cornerstone pieces in the class. I mean, having those two together, they haven't had many classes where they signed two top 150 players, Nick. I mean, and they could have that in this class. Like, so I was just <laughs> bump the brakes a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get it. Like, they are playing with fire a little bit on these slow starts. And they need to start faster. But I don't think they're in, like, terrible, awful shape. Um, they, they're going to have time to recover. But I do think moving forward they need to – start a little faster, but 
I, overall, I don't think there's a lot of, I get the sense from our community at KS board from some other fans I'm interacting with is that Kentucky's just not recruiting well enough and it's going to, they're going to sink, but I don't, I just don't believe that. Like, I think if you want Kentucky to be a top 15 high school recruiting operation, you're kind of asking for the impossible. Well, and even if you're trying to compare it to previous years, um, a lot of that was just artificially inflated. Well, what my, you know, what like, are the players? Where are these? Where the players are supposed to be getting? That's my question. Like, who are they supposed to be getting to be, yeah. be this top fifteen class? Because well, the state doesn't produce them. Yeah. So you don't have them in state. That means you got to sign twenty guys from other states. So yeah. you got to go in other schools' backyard and beat them for kids they want. I mean, they're competing. They're they're, right now. Ohio State and Michigan are their two biggest. It's just like you're. you're, It's hard to win those. It's just. But if you can win a couple, then you're 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 cooking with grease. It's just Um, yeah. You you selective. Yeah. You have to pick your fights. Pick fights and battles you can win. Well, and that's where I'm fascinated by who who we're keeping it out on the fall, especially in the South, because. It's not the same blueprint as John Summerall, and I don't have the same confidence, but there is. Uh, like that, That's going to be a thing. That's going to be a thing. So, I, I'm all in all, if you look towards this summer, look at if I was going to have like a big picture takeaway from all of the stuff, I would say that the biggest difference of sort of year to year isn't so much a slow start. It's that during camp season, it was all just – it was the Cutter Bully show, right? Like, that, yeah. That, that, that's what it was. You know, there wasn't as many uh, young guys. But there also wasn't this sort of um, – some word I'm looking for. It felt like that was the only way that they could win recruiting battles back in the day was, like, getting guys on campus and, um, you know, having them camp, having them work out, having them compete for spots and stuff. And that's that's not really where they're at right now. And the portal is kind of an added luxury to where you don't. There's not this burning sense of urgency that if you don't have 15 guys right now, then you're just going to be ke- uh, cooked by the time fall gets around. Yeah, decommitments happen, coaching changes happen. Mm-hmm. So targets come open late every cycle. I think just for Kentucky, they just you got to get them finishing like top 30 and average star rating nearly every year, and you've got to be able to get some guys that can legit be yeah. stars that you could project to be stars and i think they could get two of them potentially if you get robinson and Bowley, and that's that's a good class man and then if you well, hit on some of these three stars and then you're you're in good shape the the other side of the coin too is is what's the rest what's the entire recruiting staff doing and i think it was three different assistants were leads for the five different recruits last week between chris collins uh jay bulware and vince marrow you know so you have a nice you aren't leaning on a bell cow, right? There's a little bit of diversity in there. Uh, is it Buffano had one that commitment to? Or am I just... He's in on Dooley. Okay, okay. I just keep getting Dooley mixed up. I, I guess it might be counting the hay in the barn maybe a little bit too early in that one. He is the only 4th of July commitment that is currently scheduled. But between, you know, like we said, Brian Robinson could pop at any given moment. And I also... Uh, Jaden Patterson, do we have do we have Jason a Patterson. Jason Patterson? Do we have a, a a date for him yet? It's been conflicting reports. It was thought I think that he was going to commit like right after his OVs were done, but then I believe he spoke with Jacob Polacek last week, our own Jacob Polacek, and said he was looking at the end of July. So, yeah, 
guess is as good as mine there. I, I have a pick in for Patterson, Kentucky. I just think they prioritize them. I think they've been in the lead. And we'll see if they can close the deal there. Uh, but I think they're in a good spot for him. That's a high three-star running back, Nick. Um, top 500 range. Like, he led the state in Florida in rushing. And I think if he has another big year, you could see potentially a ratings bump, a good, pretty good ratings bump coming for him um, if you post another huge season there, there in the Sunshine State. So he's a guy, I, you know, intrigue. I would put him on the short list. And then I would also say Hardly Gilmore, South Florida kid. He's another guy I think they're in a really good spot for. Would be huge, huge additions. Um... Yeah, you just add those three. You're, you really up your star rating. But I just think you just – you have 12 commits going into August, potentially. You've got two really kind of pillars. You've got two good running back prospects. You've got two good guard prospects, in my opinion. You've got some traits-heavy defensive players. And then you've got a blue-chip receiver. And then it's really about the defense. Um, like, that's a good question to me. Like, defensive recruiting, like, where, where do they go at some places? And then tackle, tackle recruiting. Like, if you want to be concerned, like, you can be concerned about tackle. That is a spot that really concerns me when looking at Kentucky recruiting because it's just not – they're not making traction on yeah. guys that they probably needed to get. And then they're probably – it looks like they're going to miss out on their top targets. And then, like, you got – I think they're really in a spot now where it's close to, like, we really got to evaluate some junior college players. Can any of these junior college players tackles play? If they can, we need to really consider it. Uh, and then – Portal, portal. Can we get a multi-year tackle that maybe is leaving somewhere, a big, bigger school, and take a chance with him? I, I, I think that's kind of where they're at at tackle. You're not taking any chances if you visit with our friends at Monticello Bank. They got 21 branches in 14 different markets. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's where people matter, Lockett. They'll take good care of you. Um, and they'll go wherever you go. Not only do they have the 21 branches of 14 different markets, the Go NBC mobile app lets you bank at home on the road. When you're out in Florida, you can still check what's going on with your accounts. But most importantly, it's, it's where people matter. They've been in the business for 100 million years, and that's only a slight exaggeration. 128 years. 128 years. Long time. Very long time. Um, I am... We're, we're talking about new additions. The Roushes, we're, we're in the market for a new vehicle. So Monticello Bank, they're going to be the ones that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. They might, they might be taking care of us. They might not. It's a, it's a wild, wild time in the, the car shopping market. Uh, like it, I don't know about you, but, you know, we're, we're raised by some, uh, what's, I could say fiscally responsible, but South End tight asses, I think is the right <laughs> word. There you um, go. We're like, I don't know about you, but I was born to never, ever, ever, ever even think about buying a new car. And I might be doing that. I might just buy a new car. And it, I, it feels weird, but um, but used cars, that's a little bit, it's a little bit slimmer pickings. 
Uh, if you've got point of use cars and want to advertise about it, you can tell us 11 personnel and we'll happily do the show out there. We'll tell everybody to come buy your used cars, but the market for them, uh, like a, a new car is only a couple thousand more dollars than a used one. So I don't know. We might be, we might be getting a brand new minivan today. Could be, could be rolling the dice. You're talking to a guy whose mom, it would take them 40 hours, 40 hours, 40 minutes to like check her out at the grocery store because coupon and price matching and, Oh, she did the price matching too. Oh yeah, Man, she knew that... more than the workers there. <laughs> it was an experience. Oh man! So I... if you got, she would even tell people, if you get behind me, you're going to be here a while because yeah. it's going to take them a while to do that. I mean, just the whole book, and she had it. Um, it was like a science experiment almost. My my uh, mother, she was infamous for uh, how long it takes to make her purchases. So like. We need a new couch, and you might get it in three years. You know, like yeah. it's not the right one; it's too expensive. At one point, she even got an in-store credit, and was just because whatever couch they brought didn't work, so we had to bring it back. And so she just got a hand-me-down couch from somebody else and bought another piece of furniture instead of getting the couch. Like it just wasn't. We're uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We I'm I'm a little apprehensive, but I'm excited to potentially join the minivan gang, though. Uh, get some sliding doors, really get domesticated. Because um, if there's one thing I need to do, complete my dad transformation, it's it's a minivan. Once we're there, we're all, we're all the way home. Do you get extra dad strength if you drive a minivan around? Hell yeah. Especially the stow-and-go seating. Are you it's excited like, for like the family vacation? Just throwing everybody in the van and man, hitting the just, highway? Just going to my in-law's house is going to be, mwah, like you don't have to do some sort of Tetris to, to get back in there, uh, yeah. to, to, to load up the, the, the car. Uh, my sister, shout out to uh, Christine and Jones, just had a baby last weekend. So going and driving to Birmingham, it, now I'm not as apprehensive about going down there. It's like, we got plenty of room. Just yeah. everybody jump in. Mom and Dad, Grammy and Papa, come on. We do the old drive through the night thing with Baker now. It's just so much easier. Oh man, that drive straight through. He sleeps, but yeah, I'm we're leaving tonight for Florida, and I'm working Ooh. tomorrow down there. Um, very little sleep, Mister Luckett's going to have. But oh man, we'll power getting, getting some uh, a little extra on the caffeine tonight, uh, and in the morning. Which, by the way, too, if you want, Drew Franklin's got a coffee sponsorship. Like he's not the only one drinking coffee at the KSR compound, so. <laughs> Uh, Maria at KentuckySportsRadio.com would love a coffee sponsorship. Um, would also love to answer uh, your questions. I love that Drew said Nancy Franklin was the same way. It was an event going to the grocery store. Um, it, uh, it, oh. it, drove, it used to drive my dad nuts. So he took us all when we were when I was a kid and went grocery shopping. Uh-oh. Uh, we've got a pretty big family. Uh, so he was just like, you all get whatever you want. Like, So we're throwing Dunkaroos and throws and pizzas, <laughs> double stuff, Oreos, all of the good stuff in there. I mean, it ended up, that bill was like 600 something dollars. <laughs> and he said, I'll never do that. Like, he told my mom, like, okay, I won't ever complain about it again. <laughs> I've lost so She more. would get it for a big family. She would, I think, a lot of times would get in. And, I, I mean, you'd have to ask her, but she would save, calculated like at least 100, 150 bucks every time, which adds up but i mean she was just that's back when they did the matching like if meyer had a coupon yeah walmart would honor it right right um and so but so every sunday she was going through the paper like hours nick just going through that and yeah that was it was like watching a magician go to work 
Uh, well, we had a little breaking news. Kentucky basketball got a commitment. So if you're there watching now, Trey Mitchell, officially a Wildcat transfer from West Virginia. Our big store, we would go to Meyer and we would do double grocery carts. And yeah. the receipt was the length of my arm. I mean, it just enormous, always. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that, uh, uh, in the, 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 I mean, the price, what is nice now though, is at least like digital coupons are a thing. So like, you know, you'll have the little tag in store. So all you got to do is just scan it and you're good to go. I, I love the way if I'm doing a use scan, which I rarely do, um, because I, you know, you got a big grocery thing. You don't want to want to handle it all, but, um, I love to punch in my, my, Kroger ID afterwards because then it just like you know you you see it all at once this itemized list roll up and you're like oh man we just saved a hundred bucks so that's always fun always a lot of fun um, but yeah I uh, food talk grocery talk I'm in I'm also doing a little bit of it's summertime so I like my summer fruits and vegetables my tomatoes I'm a newfound cucumber guy I like it which is never thought I would be into either of those but I, I even made a, I made a homemade coleslaw last weekend. So um, yeah, I don't I don't know if you're into cabbage or not, but uh, I can't do coleslaw. Just I've tried it, just can't do it. I um, cut my my thumb right there uh, on the little cheese grater thing. Uh -huh. I mean, it just you know, I'll, I'll never learn my lesson. Never learned my lesson. And, of course, it was right after my wife comes in the room and says, you know you can just use the chopper and not the, the food processor and not the, not the cheese grater. And I'm like, I'm fine doing this. And just blood's everywhere. It's a whole damn mess. Uh, but, you know, that's why summer is growing on me. Uh, having a mild one like we've had, even though we get some storms in the mix, it's been nice. I hope you get some uh, much-needed rest and relaxation down uh, on the sunny Florida beaches. Um where it's going to be, I'm sure, balmy, humid. It's not like I looked at what pretty much nine high 80s, low 90s, or entire time down there. So excited, man! I I had an epiphany on Saturday too, uh, because my my radio cohort TJ he likes to bust my chops for above ground pools on the south end. But man, <laughs> we had ourselves a day at the old above ground pool, just hanging out, floating around. Uh, the little water gun shooter things, yeah. you know, kids getting in trouble for shooting somebody in the face, you know, like it's just, ah, good stuff. Grilling out, eating hot dogs. Uh, ooh, but it, what, what food improves the most by being put on a grill? Uh, hot dogs are up there. Steak, I mean steak. Much like rather a, have a steak on a grill than go get a stove top. Yeah, but like a cast iron seared steak. Yeah, that's good. It might it's even good. be better than a regular grill. It's different, grill though. Um, the smell of the grill is just its just different. You get to hear it cook outside. Well, and the thing, too, is now they have all these grills that are basically like your Iron Chef looking. Like, yeah. uh, like the, what, what are those? Uh, kind of the Blackstones? Yeah. Everybody's got those. Yeah. Those are cheat codes. That's not even like the, the old school. Like the burgers just get to sit there in the grease the whole time. Like, of course it tastes better because yeah. it's. It's not, it's not the same as the old charcoal, which if you haven't done a charcoal in a while, you need to do that. And now, man, now I'm hungry. That's what we do. We, <laughs> we talk about football until we get off topic and get on to uh, food, summertime fun. We're going to have plenty of summertime fun. Please um, tell your friends about us. 
go to Monticello Bank. Reach out to us if you want to. Drew, Drew no longer has a coffee sponsorship, so we're all open for business. We would love to drink all of your coffee. Um, we'd also love to shout out guys like Jerry, who said Adam was awesome on KSR this morning. Thank so you. if you need more football to talk, he was on there. We appreciate all of y'all for listening. Um, like we said, it's been a fun ride, and uh, not sure exactly when we'll be back. Just keep on scrolling your iTunes feeds and all that good stuff, but – once we get back, it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it. It's it's you know it's time to buckle up the chin straps because football season is here. I mean it's yeah. here is when we get back. So everybody, just get ready. We're about to enter the best three month stretch in sports. So let's ride. Yeah, and one one last message too, like it. Don't be the sob that a lights off fireworks when it's light outside. You're just you're you're. If you if you want to light money on fire, just go ahead and do that. Just get your dollar bills out, take a lighter, and just light it on fire. B, you got to do it every damn night of the week in June. Like, let's at least get to the Fourth of July weekend. All right. Like, I'm fine that night. Cool, great. But let's. Uh, this whole drives me nuts. So the people that like do it on July sixth and seventh, it, and it's it also all? the the weeknights. Like, who are you impressing? Duh. Damn yokels. Fireworks. <laughs> well, you live in the South End, too, so you get... Oh, I live in Fireworks <laughs> City, USA. We're, we're keeping Indiana in business, right? Yeah. We're keeping those places afloat over there. Because it's... Oh, man. Yeah, you're going to see them hitting the road, all those stands. This month, for sure. Or this weekend when I drive down. Oh, goodness gracious. Well, it's been a pleasure. Like it. Safe travels, everybody who's getting out there on vacation on the road. Stay safe out there. Uh... Don't drink and drive. Be smart. Forgot to mention to Cal Crowdis. Do all those good things. Uh, but, yeah. Don't be an idiot. And uh, we'll see you before you know it right here. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats. Go Crow Green. This has been 11 Personnel. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.